Thank you to everyone on the hard-fought victory generations in the making. It's been a long road, but we got it done. We're going to continue the work ahead, I promise you. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. And now, let me sign the Respect for Marriage Act into law. Welcome to How We Win, the official podcast of The Persistence. As we near the end of this wild year, we are celebrating some incredible milestones. Biden has signed the Respect for Marriage Act. Karen Bass is sworn in as the first woman mayor of LA. And Elon Musk is booed off the stage in San Francisco. It's been a good week. We still have a lot to do, and one of the most pressing issues of our time is the epidemic of gun violence in America. To talk about the work we've done and what we can still do together is the founder of Moms Demand Action, Shannon Watts. I'm Steve Pearson. And I'm Jennifer Fernandez-Ancona. And And this this is is How We Win. Win. Creeping up on the holidays, Jennifer, do you have any any holiday plans? Are you going to get a little break? Yes, uh, we're taking a break, two weeks off of Zoom and calls and emails. So yes, I'm happy to be taking a break. Not really going anywhere, but um, we are going to have a little bit of staycation and spend some time with family. I have two little nephews that are very adorable, ages two and four. So we're going to spend a lot of time with them in San Francisco. That sounds glorious. San Francisco. Yeah. We, we were there for Thanksgiving. Elon Musk was just there on stage with Dave Chappelle. I'm telling you, if you're feeling down and troubled and you need a helping hand, as James Taylor would say, just go on YouTube and search for Elon Musk getting booed on with Dave Chappelle. It was glorious. The guy was just standing there and literally booed off the stage. He couldn't even say anything. Every time he tried to put a word in, the boos just got louder. And finally, Dave Chappelle said, just don't say anything, man. Just don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I mean, if Elon Musk gets booed everywhere he goes, I feel like things are a little bit more right with the world. Yeah, he can hop in his spaceship and go (laughs) off and go cry. Go to a different planet. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But some great stuff happened here today. Biden signed the Respect for Marriage Act. It's so exciting. I feel I probably haven't totally processed it yet. But again, it's just a reminder about the long arc of time and history bending toward justice. You know, we didn't think that this kind of thing could have been done with the kind of Congress we've had and the to see the threats coming down from the Supreme Court and then just to remember that elections have consequences and we elected the right leaders to be here in this right moment and the fact that they passed this and Biden signed it today, it's just very gratifying. And I, I feel, I just feel moved by it. I feel very moved by it, too. I uh, love inequality when and uh, anytime something like this happens, it's a reminder that, like you just said, this isn't 
an, an overnight thing. This is decades and decades of tireless activism and work from volunteers and people on the ground. And it also reminds us that representation matters. Like when we work to elect diverse members of Congress and diverse representatives, then uh, we are going to pass laws that reflect America and reflect who we are and reflect our values. And, and that's why representation matters so much. And we have one of the most diverse we have the most diverse Congress that we've had in our history. We still have a, a lot of work to do um, to make it even more equitable. But this is the kind of legislation that we get to do, codifying the fact that love is love is love. And, um, and what a beautiful way to go into the new year. Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes me think of, you know, I have a 12 year old and he, I think the idea that love is love and that love wins is something that has animated him ever since Trump got elected in 2016 and we were writing signs and going out and protesting. That was what, that was his sign. Love wins. So mm. you always love it when <laughs> the concept of love and freedom to love who we want to love wins out in the end. Amen. It's beautiful. Amen. And another beautiful thing, a friend of our show who has been on our show a couple of times, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get her again now that she's uh, mayor of <laughs> Los Angeles. Uh, maybe we will. I'll bet she'll come back on. But Karen Bass was sworn in as mayor of L.A., the city that I live in, the first woman to serve as Los Angeles's mayor, which is the second largest city in the U.S. It is hard to believe. Um mm-hmm. Second largest city in the U.S., and she's in charge, uh, for better or worse, <laughs> you know, is not an it's easy— a hard job. It's a really hard job. And day one, she declared a state of emergency uh, for people experiencing homelessness here in mm. our city. And um, mm. uh, she, But she's just such an inspiring leader. Uh, I'm so hopeful uh, for our city, for the example mm. that uh, her leadership will set uh, across the country. And— um, uh, she was just sworn in by the vice president, by our vice president, Kamala Harris, on yeah. Sunday. And Amanda Gorman was at her swearing in, uh, one of our heroes of the week, kind of every week she's a hero of the week, um, <laughs> the amazing uh, young poet. And, uh, and she had a beautiful poem, Today We Wrote Our Own Path, Not the Wrath, But With Will. Oh, I do that terribly. Let's hear it directly from her. While we may be the first, we are far from the last. The way forward isn't a road we take. The way forward is a road we make here. A path we cast forth today. For where there's will, there's women. And where there's women, there's forever a way. Thank you so much. I love that. I love that. And it's not just because I felt like I heard a little bit of the way to win in there. Also, Mm, the name of our conference (laughs) is the way forward. So um, I love that. That was so beautiful. I love Amanda Gorman. But it's a really important message. And it's, it's a good message for this moment where she is facing a really difficult job. And it's you can't 
you can't address some of these challenges with a business as usual kind of approach. You have to make your, a new path. You have to make a new way. So I hope that she embodies that idea when she starts to govern. Yeah. And, um, you know, she is building a uh, administration and that reflects the people who live in Los Angeles. Finally, uh, you know, representative of the communities that that we live in uh, amongst. Mm-hmm. And once mm-hmm. again, I, I guess that could be, I got to figure out a cute way to make it the title, but, you know, representation matters. It really does. Like, you know, when you have representatives that reflect the places where they live and the communities that they serve, they start serving those communities. And, um, and so yeah. very excited for Karen Bass to represent me as mayor of Los Angeles. Yeah. And I mean, thank God, right? Because the contrast of what we were facing of who could have been the mayor of Los Angeles, who came pretty close, dangerously close to becoming the mayor, the contrast of that life experience, like you're saying, it's it's reflective and representative democracy, not just based on her identity, but also based on her life experience, which is much more like most people live in Los Angeles than it was um, with Caruso. That's right. Billionaire developer Caruso, who spent almost a hundred million dollars on that campaign, someone who wants to help with uh, the people experiencing homeless in Los Angeles. I don't know. Seems like a hundred million dollars invested in that problem rather than his campaign for office could have done a lot of good. (laughs) Yeah. You think? (laughs) Um, You know Mm -hmm. what? I'm going to, I'm going to pull a fast one here on our hero of the week. And uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it to Mayor Karen Bass. I'm, I'm going to make her our hero of the week. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's true. I mean, and it was a beautiful ceremony, and I, I feel like it's very worthy of hero of the week. So let's talk about this week's to-do list. And uh, we have uh, an amazing interview coming up with the amazing Shannon Watts who you know and uh, and supported mm-hmm. early on with Moms Demand Action. And, uh, you know, she she gives me hope all the time. Any And I talk about this with her in the interview. Anytime I talk to someone who's on the ground doing this work, uh, especially around gun violence, it gives me a tremendous amount of hope because um, it always is so demoralizing to see the violence and to see shootings and, you know, um, and it feels hopeless. And when we look at the federal level and how slow and uh, hard it is to get anything done, it feels hopeless. But there really is so much progress that has been made, uh, especially since Sandy Hook. In fact, there was a op-ed in the New York Times just today talking about all of the great progress that has been made and the emergence of these uh, really powerful groups like uh, Moms Demand and Every Town and Giffords Group and March for Our Lives and uh, and they outnumber the the NRA. They they are hobbled, and and public sentiment is with them. And they also don't blame the NRA for everything. They blame Republicans in Congress who are uh, lockstep with them, and that has made some Republicans more pliable and starting to come around on these issues. So, um, man, that was a mm-hmm. long. 
long intro to our to-do list, but um, but what I what I've gotten is what really. What does she suggest? Like, yeah, what does she say that we should be volunteering to do? Well, she's got um, solutions. I've got two links that will be on our show notes page. One is just for MomsDemandAction.org, and I encourage everyone to become a volunteer. Whether you're a mother or an other, you can go on there and uh, and volunteer for local events. Get involved with the local chapter because the real work is being done at the state house level on in you know locally. Uh, and mm-hmm. certainly that will be the case for the next couple of years while the GOP controls um, the House of Representatives. And then uh, if you right. go to everytown.org slash solutions, again, the link will be there in our show notes. Um, there are some comprehensive solutions uh, to that will save lives and some work that they are doing that you can join in and, and help advocate for. So. That's our to-do list, and uh, you know, if you haven't done it already, if you're a listener, you, it's likely you're already a member of one of those groups, but um, please do join up. Let's talk about our reasons for hope. Jennifer, what's your reason for hope? I want to go with Brittany Griner coming home, being freed from the Russian prison where she was, and of course, the WNBA star, And just who's a hero to a lot of people, uh, not only because of what she survived, but just because of her work as a, you know, basketball player that people look up to. So she gives me hope how she came back, um, you know, being with her wife. um, They were celebrating Christmas with a Christmas tree. They talked about how she was trying to get back to normal and indulging in the things that she likes, uh, which was the doctor, a Dr. Pepper, you know, (laughs) it's just, it just gives me hope to see, to see that come to fruition, to see her be able to, to come back and to be nursed back to a kind of normal, um, and just continue to be that role model and hero for, for people all over the country and world. Here, here. Uh, I, I was, so shocked and happy when I heard that she was actually coming home. Um, yeah, and uh, and tremendous amount of hope and and thank you Biden for and the Biden administration for making that happen. Yeah. Um, my reason for hope is uh, a successful nuclear fusion experiment. Did you hear about this? It was really mm. incredible. This happened this morning. Cool. Yeah, I'll read a little bit from the article. A U.S. Department of Energy officials announced a history-making accomplishment in nuclear fusion Tuesday. For the first time, U.S. scientists produced more energy from fusion than the laser energy used to power the experiment. A so-called net energy gain is a major milestone in a decades-long attempt to source clean, limitless energy from nuclear fusion, the reaction that happens when two or more atoms are fused together. The experiment put in, here's the fun stuff. The experiment put in 2.05 megajoules of energy to the target and resulted in 3.15 megajoules of fusion energy output, generating more than 50% uh, more energy than was put in. It's the first time an experiment resulted in a meaningful gain of energy. Uh, scientists and and energy officials all over the world are freaking out about this because obviously this is a major, major milestone. Now, it doesn't mean that uh, 
we now can power things with nuclear fusion and, uh, you know, th- we're still decades away from this technology, you know, being Like practical. going back to the future in our DeLorean? <laughs> right, exactly. Before we're able to put just trash in in the in the little fusion thing, the fusion compactor, the fusion compactor. <laughs> but we're getting close, is what I hear you saying. We're inching toward that reality. Well, I mean, it worked. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. Like it's been so theo- cool. it's been theoretical, and they figured out how to make it work, so they can awesome. build on that. It means more investment will happen in that worldwide investment. Other scientists right. and projects will get funding for theirs. And um, you it's know, a huge breakthrough. It's a huge breakthrough, and it gives me hope for the sake of our planet because we must get away from fossil fuels. We have to get away from yeah. our dependence on it. We've got to stop raping our planet, and um, you know, this is uh, this is huge. Um, I'm so excited to hear your interview with Shannon Watts. Well, here it comes. In the aftermath of the Sandy Hook shooting, Shannon Watts awakened to the horrors of gun violence. She decided to do what no one believed possible, take on the NRA, gun manufacturers, and the politicians who serve the interest of both. And along with her army of furious, fed-up, heartbroken moms, she started winning. That intro is right from the pages of Glamour Magazine, where she is one of Glamour Magazine's Women of the Year, an incredibly well-deserved honor, and one I'm pretty sure she didn't imagine winning when she started her first Moms Demand Action Facebook group. Of course, she's the founder of Moms Demand Action and co-founder of Every Town for Gun Safety. Shannon Watts, welcome back to How We Win. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, we've we've got some pretty consequential elections behind us, and we are heading into the holidays now. How are you feeling? I am feeling really um, good after this year. Uh, Some things happened that, quite honestly, I, I didn't expect, whether it was the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act passing this summer after mm-hmm. uh, over 25 years of hard work by grassroots activists, or even the election of so many gun safety candidates and even our own volunteers in November. Um, I feel like we are really going out uh, this year on a high note, and we have a lot of momentum at our backs going into the January legislative sessions all across the country in state houses. Yeah, well... You teed up everything that I want to talk about perfectly. So let's start with the uh, the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. Um, the first major gun legislation we've passed uh, on the federal level in like 30 years, like you said, the result of 25 years plus of uh, relentless activism. Um, you know, when most people look at the progress that has been made on gun legislation, they do look at the federal government and passing this was huge. Um it does a lot of important things. There's a lot of obviously left to do. Can you talk about the impact that it's having right now? Yeah. So as you said, it is just a step on the journey of many more steps that are needed to save lives. But this is a huge step because it's the first step. And we had 15 Republicans sign on to this legislation. Right. Um, and just to put that in perspective, when I started doing this work a decade ago, about a quarter of all Democrats in Congress had an A rating from the NRA. Mm. Today, none do. And now we have this increasing support from Republican lawmakers. Um, and and the part of that, 
part of that success is because we have this grassroots army of volunteers who drove over a million messages and calls to the Senate. Um, we had had rallies on the mall, multiple rallies where we had elected representatives um, come speak at these rallies. We had in-district meetings. We d- dropped off tens of thousands of petition signatures in their home state offices. And, and as a result, there was so much pressure for these lawmakers to act. In fact, Mitch McConnell, who has been a staunch ally of the NRA, not only voted for this legislation, but he whipped the votes for it. And Mm. he knew that there would be a consequence for inaction, right? So this, this legislation, this new law, the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, it basically looks at gun violence holistically, right? It isn't just mass shootings or school shootings. It's um, helping to disarm people who are at risk of harming others or even themselves by investing in red flag laws. Mm-hmm. 19 states in Washington, D.C. have these laws, but they need to be implemented and incentivized. And there's dollars in this law to do that. Um, it strengthens the background check system, especially for anyone who buys a gun between the ages of 18 and 20. And it also helps close what is called the boyfriend loophole. This right. is a loophole that is allowed domestic abusers who are dating partners to have easy access to guns. And then finally, it invests dollars in community violence intervention work and also in schools around data-driven and trauma-informed policies. And all of this will save thousands and thousands of lives. Yeah, it's really powerful. And what a great moment um, over the summer to celebrate the passing of that act. And as you said, uh, 15 Republicans voted for it. Do you think there's any hope for more legislation coming up federally in the next two years with a divided Congress? I mean, right now the House just passed an assault weapons ban. You know, people are all worried about cinema changing to independent, but she was one of the co-sponsors of the Safer Communities Act. Um, So uh, will Schumer bring the assault weapons ban up, up for a vote in the Senate, do you think? I don't know. Uh, It remains to be seen. I mean, if they were going to do that, it would have to happen before December 31st. Otherwise, they start all over again. And that's pretty tough with a a divided Congress. Um, But I never say never. I always have hope and we always have to push them to do that. But let's also be clear that we don't just need an assault weapons ban. We also need background checks on all gun sales. We also need a federal red flag law. We also need to unlock more money for community violence intervention programs. Um, Even secure storage is something we could do at a federal level. So there's a lot that needs to be done to look at this issue holistically. Um, You know, most gun violence in this country, over 110 people are shot and killed every day, 200 more wounded. It's with handguns. And it disproportionately impacts black and brown people in America. So I think there's there's so much more that can be done, and and we've been doing a lot of that work, frankly, in school boards and city councils, and even in state houses. Man, another great segue to my my <laughs> next query. So, um, as I mentioned, most people look to the federal government for action uh, on the epidemic of gun violence, and um, you know progress there can be painfully slow and often demoralizing, but we have had uh, success passing gun safety measures at the state house and local level. So um, we last spoke in May of 2020. Uh, so uh, can you talk about the progress that's been made locally since then? I mean, it's, there's a lot to talk about. So maybe, yeah, you know, what's well, been happening locally? 
Yeah. So it, it kind of goes hand in hand with electoral work, right? So once we pass what we call gun sense majorities, then we can go in and pass good, strong gun safety legislation. And, and Virginia is a good example of that. In 2019, we flipped both chambers of the General Assembly, and then we passed over a dozen good gun laws. Um, and even though there's a Republican governor now, those are still in place, and we're still working to implement those. Um, but we have passed hundreds and hundreds of good gun laws. We have continue to stop the NRA's agenda 90% of the time in state houses across the country. Um, in fact, this last legislative session, we defeated something called punitive preemption in Alaska. Uh, we defeated stand your ground in Idaho. Uh, we defeated permitless carry in places like Nebraska and Louisiana. And even in gun lobby strongholds like Missouri and Arizona, we had a clean sweep, right? Not a, a single priority bill of the NRA passed. But I also am really proud of the work we're doing on offense. So in Rhode Island, where we worked really hard to have a gun sense majority, we just passed an innovative law, the first of its kind, that rolls back recreational open carry. So if you're going to open carry a long gun in public, you have to, it has to be for hunting, right? You can't just walk around downtown. Mm. Um, in Delaware, we passed the first state assault weapons ban in, a na in the nation in over a decade. Amazing. Uh, in Maryland and in Illinois, we helped regulate ghost guns. In Colorado, um, we prohibited open carry in sensitive places. Uh, we passed legislation that prohibits armed intimidation, which is a really important uh, given where we are right now as a country. And then in, in California, we passed a, a new first of its kind law that requires secure storage notifications to go home to school kids' families to say you need to keep your guns locked, unloaded, and separate from ammunition. So I could go on and on and on about all the, the legislation, the life-saving legislation we've passed. Um, and, and again, not just in state houses, but also in city councils and even school boards. It's really, uh, every time I, I speak with someone uh, who is doing this work on the ground level, it gives me tremendous hope because, uh, like I said, most people... Um, I mean, see the epidemic of gun violence and horrific shootings and, um, and rightly so feel just demoralized and hopeless. Um, but there is so much good work being done. And I just want our listeners and our volunteers and activists to, uh, to keep doing that work because, um, we keep getting closer and, and the assault weapons ban you just mentioned, that's remarkable. You know, um, it, it, you say that was Delaware. Is that correct? Delaware. And, and we are getting ready, we hope, to pass one in Illinois this coming legislative session. In, uh, you know, I live here in California and we're very proud of our assault weapons ban. But, you know, uh, just a reminder to everyone that that passed uh, when Black Panthers started carrying um, assault weapons in the street and not before that. Um, so that that was motivated um, by racism and fear um, that, uh, put that law on the books for us many years ago, but that's a yeah. neither, neither here nor there, but important distinction. Yeah. I think a lot of, a, a lot, we, it's so important to remember how systemic racism plays into, um, frankly, the, the lax gun laws, right. That, that are in place. And, um, we know that black and brown people are not only disproportionately impacted by gun violence, they're also more likely because of standard ground laws to be prosecuted for gun crimes and to be incarcerated. Um, and, and so certainly uh, all of the issues we have around racism in this country play into our, our gun laws and our gun deaths. Yeah. Um, 
All right. And so there's the other piece that you talked about, which was really exciting. There was just a Washington Post article profiling you and your work getting people into office. 140 Moms Demand Action volunteers won office in November. It's an amazing number of gun sense candidates that also gives me so much hope for the future. Can you talk about demand a seat and the work you've been doing yes. to recruit and endorse folks running for office? Yeah, demand a seat really formalizes something we saw happening organically for a long time, which was once our volunteers got these skills that helped them shape policy, they just sort of intuitively and logically wanted to make policy, right? Um, and I will just tell you, as someone who spent a lot of time in state houses, these people aren't rocket scientists. <laughs> so if you're caring and That's compassionate <laughs> and, and concerned, you know, you would make a great elected official. And women only hold about 25% of the 500,000 elected positions in this country. So demand a seat really serves as a training ground for the next generation of, of lawmakers. Um, as you said, we had 140 of our own volunteers and survivors win their elections, 12 won in Illinois, uh, seven of eight volunteers who ran in Rhode Island won, six in Minnesota, and actually helped flip the, the majority in the state Senate there, which is kind of incredible given that you know it's just been a year since we launched this program. Um, Lucy McBath is really the trailblazer. Lucy was a Moms Demand Action volunteer. Her son, right. Jordan Davis, was shot and killed when he was just 17 years old in 2012. And she is now a U.S. Congresswoman. She won a seat in Georgia held by Republicans for 30 years, Newt Gingrich's old seat. Mm. Um, another amazing example would be Tom Sullivan in Colorado, whose son was shot and killed in the Aurora movie theater mass shooting. He's now a state senator. He was a state representative. Um, in, in Minnesota, Erin May Quaid, she is uh, going to represent District 50, 56. She's the first black woman and one of the first LGBTQ women ever elected to be a Minnesota state senator. Um, awesome. I could go on and on and on. I mean, just the, the caliber of these candidates and their stories and um, how they will impact the, the making of legislation going forward is, is phenomenal. That's so exciting. So t tell me a little bit more about it. You, you mentioned there's training, you have cohorts, you, uh, yes. you prepare people to run. Um, what does that look like for someone who's interested? Yes. Yeah, so well, you do need to be a volunteer. So we just ask that, that you be a member of Students Demand Action or Moms Demand Action. You don't have to be a mom. You don't even have to be a woman. Uh, we're mothers and others, students and survivors. Right. And, and once you sign on as a volunteer, which is easy, you just text the word READY to 64433. Um, then we will help you uh, either become a candidate yourself or even become a campaign manager. That's another important thing to remember is that you can get these skills and help other people get elected to office. Um, and we have cohorts every quarter. Um, and all you have to do once you become a volunteer is enroll in the program. And we give you some amazing training um, over Zoom and, and sometimes in person, but it is with all of these uh, elected officials and influencers and, and other people who can tell you how they did it and answer your questions and, and just give you the skills you really need to, to put your hat in the ring. That's awesome. It's so exciting to see. Um, obviously, we felt just short of holding on to the house, but we have such an exciting group of freshman uh, representatives and uh, and the the people who are, have stepped up to run for state houses all over the country. Um, it gives me a lot of hope, keeps me very excited. Uh, you've said a lot of stuff that's given me hope. Uh, I'll ask the last question that we ask all of our guests, what brings you the most hope right now? 
Oh, I mean, I feel so hopeful because we are making progress at all levels of government. We are empowering people, particularly women, um, to take leadership positions, whether it's school board or city council or state house or even Congress. Um, the fact that this has become a top tier voting issue for uh, Americans that that when they go to the polls, they want to vote for candidates who support uh, gun safety. And and look, even Republicans see that, right? You yeah. can't be tough on crime and be soft on guns. And that is becoming, you know, something that that is um, irreversible in this country. I think we're moving forward on this issue. This is an issue that we all all agree on. You know, 90% of our electorate, you know, favors common sense gun laws. And, um, yep. and this is an issue that we all agree on. Uh, so, your work is amazing. Uh, I'm so grateful to you and to all of the Moms Demand activists, the mothers and others who are out there um, pushing this forward. Uh, it gives me a lot of hope. I hope you have a nice holiday. Uh, any any fun plans? Any are you going to get a break? Yes, are you gonna I'm get a, going. We're going with the we're going to Mexico with the kids. So um, uh, I'm very much looking forward to that warm weather. I am totes jealous. And I saw that your birthday is on the first. Is yes, that right? January first. All right. Well, happy holidays, happy birthday, and thanks Thank again you. for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is how we win. We win when we all get involved. We would love to hear from you. Send us an email at hello at howwewinpod.com or tweet to us at howwewinpod, at bluesboysteve, and at Jen and Kona. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple or wherever you get your pods and share our show with your friends and family. There's always work to do. Will we be back next Wednesday? I think I might have a special holiday show next wednesday not sure what we're doing maybe we'll take a break who knows if you're one of, one of the like three or four people who have listened to the very very end uh we're going to surprise you with what what we come up with next week so if if we don't see you happy holidays everybody happy holidays everyone W.